Hello everyone and welcome back to the Path Forward podcast. Today I have with me the amazing Nyla Bowers, a senior at Walter Payton. Nyla co-founded Resilient Intelligent Sisters Enterprise, or RISE, and she's on the Black Student Union Executive Board as well as the Student Advisory Council, among other things. Thank you so much for joining me, Nyla. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be here. I'm super excited to be talking to you, as I'm sure you have some great advice and experience in leadership. So let's jump in. Um, I wanted to start with talking about RISE. Uh, Why did you found it and how did you go about kind of, you know, putting things together? So actually... um... The fundamental idea behind RISE came from a very good friend of mine um, named Ivana Smothers. You might know her. Um, she's definitely a huge part of like the work that we do in RISE and BSU, and like is a great example of like student leadership at Payton. Um, so she saw from very early on the nuances of being a Black woman in like white male-dominated spaces. So she decided to come forward with an idea about maybe creating somewhat of a junior sorority for Black students that were that identified as black women. Um, And so we kind of like came together, a few of us like as friends to set up a framework for what every club activity would look like. Um, So that's kind of how Rise started. And I give full credit to Ivana. Um, She's a great leader and it's it's so fun every week, you know. Awesome, yeah. Um, Can you talk more about the need for that separate space? Um, you know, what were you kind of feeling at Peyton with current events? You know, what was like the spark for everything? So actually a lot of the separate space that we created came directly from us being such constant, like frequent participators in the Black Student Union. Um, we were, Black Student is a very close-knit community and a lot of the conversations and we discussions that we have are pertaining to more broad conversations around black identity. So when we sat down to talk about RISE, we thought it was important to acknowledge that difference in like black women identity. So um, I think that's where most of it stemmed from. And being in a space, like I said prior, where whiteness and it's, it's often a very male dominant space, it's very helpful to kind of just have a place where you can come sit down and reflect on your identity, your place in a space like that, how to navigate it. Um, so it felt more like a sisterhood, thus the name Brazilian Intelligent Sisters um, Sisters Enterprise. Um, so I, I think that a lot of it came from that need to just acknowledge the difference in that nuance of being a Black woman. Yeah, that sounds amazing. The sep- I see the need for that separation of space. Um, what does like a typical session or enrichment of RISE kind of look like? What, you know, do you do in a typical session? So the most important thing for us, I think, is to like make sure that we're creating a celebratory space that kind of affirms Black women as a whole. Um, and so it's very community driven. So each like enriched or uh, seminar we start off with introducing ourselves and saying our pledge, which is essentially rooted in being proud of who you are, um, despite some of the narratives that might be crafted around Black women in the media. Um, and then we continue on with a lesson plan. Um, in fact, a lot of the, the discussions that we have end up being translated to lesson plans that are shared with the overall school community. Like last year, we did a how Black women are influencing of um, pop culture. And then this year we did Black women in HBCUs. So a lot of our conversations um, do get spread and shared with the rest of the school environment, but we do tend to talk about 
things pertaining to um, Black identity and Black spaces for Black women. That's amazing. Um, Can you elaborate, I guess, a little more just on like that community aspect? So um, it's, again, like I said um, prior, very much like rooted in being a kind of a junior sorority. Um, We do do a lot of conversations that are very personal to us about our identities and how we perceive ourselves in relation to, I guess you could say, other like other groups or how we perceive ourselves in the spaces that we take up. Um, Sometimes it's hard to be conscious of or even really talk about openly your experiences when they're so, um, I guess I want to say when they're so unacknowledged. So that's where the community aspect of it comes because oftentimes we come in and we have the lesson plan and we discuss and we go from talking about one particular thing to really getting in very up close and personal with one another about our experience with that one particular thing and building off each session. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, How do you go about taking the discussions and kind of turning them into like a a lesson plan for the whole school? I was personally very impressed with um, the HBCU lesson. I thought that was really, really cool and fun um, to watch, but kind of how does that translate? So um, oftentimes our lesson plan ideas come from very organic conversations. And when it's coming from a very least organic personal conversation, it takes a lot of time to kind of structure it into something that's more compact and um, like something that can be spread to other audiences. So frequently what we will do is we will meet outside of um, our typical time period, which is usually on like first period seminar days. Um, to kind of discuss what are the most important aspects, like for example, for our HBCU lesson plan, we talk about what are the most important aspects of, for example, the experience of being in an HBCU and how is that affected, how does it affect black women? Um, and like how, you know, we have to think about how our lesson plans will actually benefit black women and also change this perspective or the rhetoric around black identity. Um, so a lot of what we do is catered towards Black women, but it is broader in that sense that it still is about Blackness as a whole. Um, so that's typically how our, our lesson plans are structured. We have to think about the very, we have to think about our audience. It's not just Black women who are seeing what we're putting out, but we want to make sure that Black women are being impacted and that other people who don't necessarily relate to that experience can also understand it. Yeah, that's amazing. I think you translated very well, um, you know, going from RISE to the larger Peyton community. Peyton is a predominantly white institution. Um, and so I see why that shift would need to be made um, when working on those lesson plans. Um, I wanted to shift the conversation a little bit. Nyla and I had been emailing back and forth a little bit before uh, recording. And you were talking to me about um, kind of what your definition of activism is. And so I guess, can you kind of talk about that and then how you use that in RISE and BSU and you know all other things that you lead? Yeah, of course. So I kind of feel like to talk about this, I should give a little bit more background. Um, so for me, activism is a very like, a very powerful word. And sometimes when we're having conversations about activism, it scares people away because of the weight of the word. And so 
I just feel like we have to kind of understand what activism means for each person. And for me, activism, I always say this to literally everyone, I'm sure <laughs> um, people have heard this from me before, but for me, activism is, is about deliberate action that is with the goal of creating some sort of positive change within yourself and therefore within other people and other contexts. And so um, I think I spent a lot of my time earlier on in like my early times of being at Payton, learning how to break down barriers and BSU really did give me those tools to do that. So I don't know, I feel, I feel as though that's kind of the root of all of this with RISE and BSU and a lot of the other organizations and the things that I'm trying to do um, because there's so many changes that need to be made, especially when you think about the context of Payton and in the, the broader um, scheme of things, um, there are a lot of conversations to be had. And I think activism is a key part of those conversations. I'd also like to acknowledge that we are in the middle of the pandemic. And so activism is very exhausting for a lot of people. So it's important for people to understand that activism does not have to be um, something so outwardly exhausting. And sometimes it's important to take a step back and so that you can create quality outcomes. So I think that there's a lot of different ways of understanding activism and it's, it's, there's really no wrong way to do it unless you are, you know, um, coming from a place where you kind of do something briefly and then don't ever think about it again. So I just think that that's really important. And that's kind of the root of why I do most of the things that I do at Peyton and outside of Peyton. Yeah, that's amazing. Something you said struck me. You were talking about, in your definition of like activism for yourself, um, you're talking about personal betterment. And I think that a lot of people tend to view activism as an outward act. Um, so can you kind of talk about, I think it's really interesting that you said like it's you know something very deeply personal. Yeah, um, it's personal for me because I used, I still am very much a like shy, introverted person, but at the start of high school, I was very afraid of, of not necessarily standing up for myself, but about demanding positive change or being a, like a force for positive change. And that's why I think it's, it's always been so personal for me. And that's why I think that activism really is a journey for everyone because you can honestly go from being me, a very shy person who doesn't really want to participate in activism to also me, someone who um, has evolved to think of it as an important part of everyday life. Um, it just it just is important that we, we shift our conversations about activism to be more centered on what can you do so that you are helping someone else or that you are benefiting a larger cause um, and so that doesn't necessarily have to mean that you have to be perfect. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. Um, you just have to be working on yourself and um, making sure that what you're doing is affecting positive change in a real way. I really like that, that I think a lot of people have been very sensitive to kind of, like you said, to what the word activism means and what it means to them. I think a lot of people feel really pressured to do a lot of things and then they don't understand the meaning behind them. Um, so I really like that definition. I think it's very relevant. Um, how do you, I guess, do you, so then do you use like communal, communal activism or like, you know, do you in various groups um, like do you take direct 
action steps or is it does it tend to be more conversational or conversation based so um there's a lot of again different modes of activism and we tend to do a lot of mixtures especially in bsu um we have discussions that are more serious and discussions like colorism or you know you know um systemic racism or sometimes we have more fun discussions like just you know being a part of a community and embracing oneself for example like um recently in bsd we did a lesson plan on like music across the black diaspora and that in and of itself doesn't necessarily seem like it would be activism but it's teaching young black students that they are more than just um a stereotypical statistic and that's just one like that's just one means of being an activist or promoting positive change there's also more deliberate actions like for example the black student unit and the lac collaborated this past summer during the height of a lot of the conversations around the black lives matter movement and we came together and we did a lot of really good work around just promoting activism and allyship throughout the city by creating a joint letter um, and sending it out to CPS high schools across the city. And we collaborated with a bunch of other black student unions so that they could get their own BSU started in their respective schools and providing guidance in that light. And I think that both those things, big and small, had a good, had a huge impact. Um, so just continuing to find more flexible ways, even during the pandemic and beyond, to promote activism. It doesn't necessarily, again, have to be this one particular type of discussion or action. So you were talking about how you had been really shy going into high school um, and very, like, you know, personal and withdrawn. How have you kind of made, like, you know, what was your journey, like, coming to terms with, you know, having to, like, get loud sometimes and, you know, growing into your activism? Yeah, I have a whole little spiel about this because when I first came to Payton, which is a great environment, honestly, in many ways, but in many ways, it was a very big eye-opener for me. Um, I had grown up being taught in elementary school in my respective community that my racial and cultural identity might be weaponized against me, but I always was very hopeful that that wouldn't be the case. And I think I was very um, naive in some ways. So I, I've never felt the need to genuinely consider how, how important it was to be able to stand up for myself and think about the, the need to, you know, promote activism. Coming into Payton, I didn't think that I would be perceived as any differently than any other student, but Beyond the fact that I also I was perceived as differently um, in many instances and still to this day, I also had to come grapple with the terms of many of the disparities that are very prevalent between different communities at Peyton. And that affects that affected how confident I was in my academics and in my education and my capabilities to do as things as well as other kids at Peyton. So after being introduced to the Black Union, which really was a huge like lifesaver for me, um, I began to take on a lot of leadership um, roles and step out of my shell a little bit. I, like I said before, I still am a very shy person, but 
um, I feel a lot more agency and confidence now because of the grave importance of having these discussions and kind of coming to terms with, you know, the need to to promote activism and not just my own community, but to promote allyship amongst other communities and really build that connection in our in our generation because it is so extremely important today that we you know are active about the problems that we're facing because ultimately i feel as though we are the ones who are going to have to kind of start building solutions yeah that's um i really like what you said about you just like like that last bit um building solutions and coming together um how did how has Peyton kind of impacted your views on allyship or being an ally i know that that's a you know big topic but yes it's a very heavy topic for so many people um and i almost wish that conversations around activism and allyship were not so not stigmatized but so feared because they're so important and i think people avoid them because they fear being wrong um, and I think being wrong is an important part of learning, but Peyton has really changed my perspective around allyship. I think when I first came here, I was, I was a totally different person, like, <laughs> but when I first came to Peyton, I didn't understand even what allyship was. I, I was so immersed into my own community and I, I understood our struggles on the surface level, um, but then as I started to understand my own community more, I began to understand other communities as well and take into consideration other identities and understand intersectionality and understand the grave importance of standing up for everyone. Dr. Russell has this amazing quote where she says, the point of liberation is to be free. And what she means by that is you cannot be complacent in the issues that are affecting other people, but expect your issues to also be solved. So it's very important to stand up for other communities as well, stand by them, amplify their voices and learn more about their problems because that by that means if, you know, on the surface level, if what's important to you is your issue or your community's um, cause, then it should also be important to you what other people are going through. And standing with them will in turn kind of create this domino effect where a lot of the problems that we are targeting that are rooted in the same things start to, we start to find more tangible solutions with bigger numbers. And I think that that whole idea of community and power in numbers is super important. So allyship has definitely become a lot more of an important conversation over the years. And I, I really am hopeful for the for the day where people are less afraid of that conversation. Yeah, I really like your thoughts on community. It really draws back to kind of that beginning um, when you were talking about just like starting small with, you know, building within your own community with, you know, rise and starting out, you know, just creating a space for black women. And then I think that helps with like introspection and then building onto that. Um, and I think you know, the way you connect community into your aspects of leadership is uh, very impressive and very, uh, like, cool to see and, you know, hear you talk about. Um, but we are almost out of time. Are there any, you know, last few things that you want to say that you want people to know? 
I just really want to encourage people to not be fearful of approaching these topics. And I really want people to be okay, to learn to be okay with making mistakes and learning from those mistakes. And I really want people to learn to be considerate of the fact that we are all learning. And in that process of learning, we will make those mistakes and we have to support one another and be allies because at the end of the day, a lot of the issues that we are fighting against separately can be fought together. And I think that that makes all the difference. So I don't know. I just, I just really want people to, to understand that and remember that this is all a journey for a lot of us and we're all still learning. So let's be considered of one another's journeys and work together. All right. Thank you so much for joining me, Nyla. No problem. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> All right. Make sure to give this a like, share, or, and follow or subscribe, and we will see you soon.